Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Hi, I'm Kate Berlant. I'm Jacqueline Novak. And this is Poog, an ongoing conversation about wellness between two obsessive friends. Two untamable intellects. This is our hobby. This is our hell. This is our naked desire for free products. This This is is Poog. Poog. Today's topics, loosely speaking, La La Mer, Felicity, Felicity, Dying Upright. Oh, wow. Hi, Jacqueline. Hey. I furiously, frantically poured a cold brew, which is pretty shocking. We're we're clocking in at 4.30 p.m., a cold brew at this time of day. Oh, boy. And I sort of knew, oh, this is going to be bad for me. It's going to keep me up. I slept 11 hours last night. What's wrong with being up? Well, you know, historically, I've always felt I need one. I need I need to wake up one hour past the opposite hour at which I went to bed. So if I went to bed at eight, I'm not truly rested until 9 a.m. Nine. See, I I go to bed at 12, I need to go to one in ideal circumstances. What's your hour? Because I find for me seven and a half hours is great. Nine hours is great. Eight actually kind of just sets me off. I heard once that Mm. seven and a half hours is actually more restful than eight hours. I know what you're thinking. Half hour. Yeah, it's actually. No, I'll tell you exactly what it is. It needs to be. It's an hour and a half 
slash three hour cycles. Okay, I believe. Okay. I was one of the early researchers. <laughs> okay. Okay. Of sleep therapies, uh, various modalities, of course, you know, between yes. 99 and 2004. Uh, just personal, personal work. God, um, I love sleep. You know, I ordered from Switzerland uh, one of the first smart yeah. um, sleep things. It was like, it was like you put it on your wrist. It's a piece of technology that no one had but me, okay? And it was before <laughs> the Apple Watch, before all this, okay? It was a little thing you put on your wrist, and it sensed where you were in your sleep cycle in order to awaken you. This was because I had profound sleep issues known as... Wait, it would you, like, shake you awake? Like, what do you mean? No, it was just, it was an alarm, but it waited until oh. the right moment in your cycle. Oh. You could tell whether you were finishing up REM sleep. I've always found it embarrassing that REM sleep, okay, that, that it's pronounced REM. Like, it's, you know, rapid eye, eye movement yeah. section of sleep, okay? Like, it's obviously R-E-M. But, like, they've gotten sloppy and just they're calling it REM, which I find humiliating. Do you know what I mean? Like, stick with the I acronym. I, I mean, whereas <laughs> I get it. See, I didn't know you used to struggle with sleep. I'm oh, blessed with the gift of sleep. No, Kate. Famously, as a baby, they would have to wake me up to feed me. Get ready, Kate. No, I, I suffer from hypersomnia. Oh, I did know this about yes. you. What am I talking about? Well, the about 27 you? hour sleeps, uh, the sleep attacks I would have that. I then went, would, you know, miss Did the you day job sleep for 27 hours. Yeah. Not 27 hours. Jacqueline. Yes. Okay. And when you say you mean you're going to so sleep and then you, you wake 27 up 27 hours late. So here's what would happen. Okay. There would be there would be moments where. Brutal. Well, I just want to say if there's an earthquake in the next 10 minutes, I sense one coming now. I just want to say that now. Okay. So as a kind of um, just because I would hate to have this thought. I would hate to have a feeling like this, of like, is an earthquake about to happen? And then it happens and no one will ever believe me. And I just want to say, and I'm sorry, and I really don't want an earthquake, but I did the last kind of, not major earthquake, but there was an earthquake in LA several months ago that really gave a shake. Like, I'm from LA, and I, oh, for many, you know, I was- the reason I moved. It was long enough to be like, hello? It was scary. I was completely nude. I had nothing to do. No, I, wait, hold on. But I just want to say that the last earthquake, I, the night of the earthquake around 9 p.m., I was like- all we need right now is an earthquake. And I had this earthquake feeling. Mere hours later, a rumble was heard. Okay. So I'm just saying that if. No, I, I'm excited I, for I'm you. I'm knocking on wood. I hope I'm wrong. But I just. And we'll just see. Can I, you imagine if within the recording one hit? You didn't feel the one a few months ago? Th there was a big one. I mean, it wasn't the big one. By the way, another concept I'm obsessed with. I can't with. go into the big one. The big one I can't go into so the big one. Absurd. I've lost too much sleep over the big one. Okay, but no, but I moved because here's what happened. So there was there was an earthquake at my last apartment. This one really shook me. Oh, God. Oh, I have something to say about no pun intended, by the way. I have something to say about no pun <laughs> okay. intended, okay? Yeah, okay? Yeah. There's no more saying no pun intended, okay? Because yeah. what everybody means by no pun intended is pun intended. That's what they fucking mean, right, okay? Or right. they mean... Um, it's it's clearly a celebration and a leaning into the pun, which is why I commit to, and I know I sort of didn't just do it now, but I commit to just if I accidentally make, you know, a pun, okay, mm -hmm. I'm just going to stone face it right on through. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. And carry the fuck on. You're not a pun person. Exactly. The, the lowest form <laughs> of humor. Some say sarcasm. <laughs> Is the lowest? Yeah, yeah. I remember someone oh, said I that once. Oh, I deplore sarcasm. What? I deplore sarcasm. Oh, well, no. I mean, earnesty, you know, is... Um... Or do I? I mean, I don't no, know. No, we love sarcasm. We, we love it yeah, all. Yeah, I don't deplore Wait, it. Wait, hold on. Take me back. Sorry, I interrupted you about... Never apologize for interruption. I love it. It fills me. Thank you. But I do want to bring you back to what you were saying, because I was riveted about your 27-hour oh. sleep. So, of course, I've always loved sleep. Okay, I remember as a child... <laughs> 
not wanting to go to school and just because I wanted to sleep and my mother saying you can sleep when you get home and I would be like like after school you can get back in bed okay and I, <laughs> and I was like but I won't want to then you know what I mean I want you as my daughter oh it always goes back God. to that for me I wonder. please reincarnate as my daughter <laughs> but I don't want you to have to die for me to have you imagine just just knife to the throat I get control of my soul in such a fashion. This is where I can knife it to the throat and immediately drop into your emerging um, baby. Yeah. Body leaping. All right. Amazing. So, whatever. Sleeping, right? So, yeah, I'd have these sort of sleep attacks where I'd go to sleep or I'd fall asleep in kind of a state of stress, I guess you could say. And then... I would be deep in the sleep, and then there would be these times where I sort of come to, okay? Uh, what time is it? <laughs> okay, I look out, and it's like it's like it's like light out or it's dark out, and I can't I can't interpret what it means, you know what I mean? And all yeah. like, ah. okay, and then I'm like, oh no, how long have I been asleep? And then out again, okay? Out again. So that's the key. So then I'm out again. Then years pass, okay? Because in the dream, it would often be these sort of epics. Right. Years pass inside of the dream is what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. I live yeah. a life. You know, it's a whole thing. I, we know about wow. this. You know, I go to that comedy club in Ohio in my dreamscape that only oh, exists right, there. Of course, yeah. And <laughs> there's a sense of urgency. There's also a sense of I haven't completed the dream. And so I need to go back to it. But anyway, I, I'd be pulled back under. So it was, it was like, you know, I was only surfacing, but my body was still under. I was surfacing to get mm. a breath of conscious life and then sucked back th- through the undertow of sleep. Drop almost, down again. You're almost hypnotizing me into sleep. I feel like I can fall asleep right now. <laughs> I you're do actually have just that talking about it like people, this. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, I just mean you're like no, oh, right? Like pulling, pulling into also the sleep. Also, I slept. I slept so long last. No, right. The eleven night. hours going. began this. Okay. Well, the whole thing is when you hit eleven. Sometimes now you're even more tired. Exactly. Although it was euphoric. Up. So this maybe I'd wake up. Maybe I wouldn't. Okay. But eventually, I sort of come to, and I would have to roll out of bed, literally. Okay. <laughs> to wake myself, I, I had to force myself to fall off the bed. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? So a hard thought on the ground would help the process. Right. And then I remember specifically up. in New York stumbling down to the, well, first I'd see the roommate on the way out and they'd go, oh my God, I guess you didn't go to work today. And I would start to plan <laughs> my email to the ad agency. <laughs> and And there were so many issues and it was like, you know, it was like the period of depression and, and related issues, right? And the effect on things like not going to work. Um, you go through the phase, or I went through the phase of, you know, long a- a- apologies, explaining, trying to explain the whole thing. And then right. you move past that where you're just like, and you just get to this point of just like, okay, all I can do is apologize for my behavior and the effects it caused and let the chips right. fall where they may. Right? <laughs> yeah, it was almost yeah. just like this sort of like, I'd be like, so I slept through work. Obviously, I was not there. You noticed. Okay. And then I like take out obviously. It's like, what, what, what you know, it's just right, like, right, right, right. It's like, I slept for 27 hours. I'm sorry. <laughs> I plan to be in tomorrow. Okay. And then yeah, it would make yeah. it harder to go back because I felt ashamed. <laughs> but anyway, right, right. Anyway. Also, sleeping through your alarm is one thing, being like, oh my God, I just woke up, but sleeping through the whole day. Yeah. I mean, there was, and I, I'm working on it with a physician, you know, like this kind of shit. Yeah. It's, it's, it's family physician. Right. So, so. But yeah, the 27 hours where I'd stumble downstairs, I remember going to the store on the corner and, and vitamin water. So I'd wake up with this kind of thirst that could only be quenched by sugary drinks, okay? And I would mm-hmm. I would pound two vitamin water, like, you know, when did vitamin, vitamin water launch? When was that? Because I feel like I, such a clear, what, when was that moment in like health and wellness? Because that's like right before because it was like the wellness industry wasn't, right, but it was yeah. like, there's vitamins in it. And it's like, sleep, recharge, energy. 
strategy, yeah. beauty, right? It was all of them, but then it's all just laced with, you know, cyanide. I remember or in a in a corner store in New York, me staring at a vitamin water's ingredients, and and a man going, "My God, it's pure sugar." <laughs> <laughs> it's very like but but the, the labeling was genius because it I had know. that kind of medical yes the color block slash yes it reminds me of moby's music i feel like moby dropped an album <laughs> right when vitamin water came out or something like yes why do i yes. have this association with moby and vitamin water well no i Everybody think i think you're actually right i think there might have been a moby um thing on one of the bottles Wait, wait, really? I think there were a couple celebrity references. I'm googling Moby vitamin water right now. Okay, see what see what comes up. I do. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna Moby. do a Google as well because I remember something else. I want to check vitamin. Want to get the flavor that would right? Be huge. No, it's it's. Here's what I'm. Here's what it is. Hold on. <laughs> There's nothing. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Images from Moby vitamin water. No, but you know what there is. No, there's nothing. Formula fifty. What? Fifty cent. There was a flavor called Formula 50 and it was a 50 cent. Oh, I think I do remember that. Vitamin water. God, vitamin water. I'm looking at vitamin water um, ingredients. No, the packaging, you know, you can't deny that they were first. They were first. They were on the ground floor. They were on the floor. ground floor of what has become standard. What has become sans Eleven. serif. And I, I, I only realized in listening back to Poog yeah. that you asked on the last one when I was, or on one of them when I was talking about serif, serif, does it have serif about Juilliard's font? Okay. And you go like, you go like, what serif? What oh, does yeah. serif mean? And I sort of didn't hear it, astonishingly. Fancy myself for quite a listener. <laughs> okay. And so, yeah, the serif, a serif is a little thing on the side and the end of a letter that gives it, and so much of the kind of millennial pink font is right. sans serif now, you know, a Helvetica, yes. an Ariel. Those have become hip when they used to be another embarrassment. <laughs> Wait. I, I really am listening, but I just am distracted because I looked up Formula 50, the, the the vitamin water Formula 50. We're coming in at over 30 grams of sugar, which is a Coke. And we're looking at like right. over 30 carbs. Anyway, we don't carb shame here. No, but we know that I fear and revere I, carbs. No, I don't. I don't fear the carbs. I fear the the natural flavors and the, the toxic ingredients. But keep going. God, I, you know, it's it's funny. I just can't get toxicity does not frighten me. Whereas I am frozen in my boots, unable yeah, to. Yeah, it, 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 of course it comes up. Of course, you know, hey, would you like the toxic one or the non-toxic one? I guess first I'd ask, well, which one works? You see, that's that's actually why I stop. It's efficacy over. Listen, I'm with you and we will. And I want to circle back to everything that you're saying. But I texted you last night frantic because there was fragrance in a product that I was using. Yes. And I'm just like, <laughs> why put in the fragrance? And also, I think there's dye in it. Like, I don't understand. Right. Why add the fragrance? Because it's never going to smell good. No, no. La Mer does have that nice do kind of... Do you know La Mer's mystical history? What do you mean? Okay. So I think you don't then. Because this is, this is pretty wild. So La Mer, famously expensive Iconic. cream. Yeah. Cream to the stars. Famously expensive classically known expensive uh cream i've never uh very owned 90s it. rodeo drive kind of feeling yeah do a little reading about la mer mm -hmm. it turns out that the reason la mer is so expensive is because uh -oh. it's spiritually charged no it's not who's charging it it's cetaphil plus the crystal basically what are you talking about <laughs> okay not cetaphil it's um nivea <laughs> nivea oh yeah okay, and you can basically dupe La Mer with stop, Nivea. Stop, stop. I'm going to look no, this no, up. No, 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 no. La Mer, Hold on. which La Mer. isn't that French for the sea, okay? I yes. thought the whole thing about La Mer was that it was 
had algae and, and stuff in it. And then I yeah, also heard which of that course the, you can get in higher doses. Of, and of know, course, and I thought that I, okay. well, I read that the potency of La Mer was was radically reduced every time you open the freaking bottle, which also goes for other products, which leaves me breathless. I well, can't. A, a I tub, saw, uh, listen, a tub is a tub is hell. A tub is and a you're joke. putting your finger in there. You're reintroducing bacteria every yeah, time. I'd love to get some La Mer. Um, oh, but instead of putting it in a in a vacuum yeah. sealed thing that pumps air out as it pumps, which I have ordered on yes, Amazon yes. in the past to transfer my goods into so that wow. I'm getting so there's no oxidation happening. Okay, thank you very incredible, much. Incredible, incredible. Oh, hey, um, instead of giving me it in something that maintains the ingredients of the thing, could you give it to me in a Petri dish with a lid? Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Every night, what you do is you dip your fingers into it, okay? <laughs> and you scoop it up. And the benefit is that when you're scooping the cream out of the pot, okay, you're putting bacteria it's disgusting. into the cream for next time. <laughs> it's really bad. It's really bad. So it's bad. additive. So it's additive from you. That is so repulsive. And by the way, I'm really scared. I'm really scared because the biological recherche serums that I love. Yeah. Huh, I once saw a video of this woman, like a fancy woman, mm-hmm. and she was taking out the serum with a syringe because she didn't want to open she didn't want to f- formally open it and then re- and so it would oh, oxidize. Oh, I mean, she she was penetrating with a needle? She was penetrating with a needle, taking it out and then pouring <laughs> it onto her hand. Okay, and that I is was pro. so, I was so jealous. Except I, I got news for her. wet. Okay, I got news for her. I, well, maybe I don't have news for her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> this, as the product depletes, okay, yeah. as she sucks it out, there's that air in there right yeah but that's less air than you would get it's by less opening air than it. she took the cap off is it though i mean because something's in know. there it's not a vacuum but the la mer but i thought okay but i thought there was algae i thought there were there were marine no, I byproducts think there is. but i assume it's also it has to be trash also it just smells mineral oil is its second ingredient okay yeah, hold on trash beyond and petrolatum is its third <laughs> yeah, that little thing is little like, laugh. It's like a laugh. Okay, now algae algae does appear to be at the top. Wait, let me just let me just try Ooh. to get a proper our ingredient list. Now, if algae's at the top, you know I'm listening. Okay, but the real thing that I read an article about that I cannot mm-hmm. source at the moment. Okay, mm-hmm. is that the big deal with original La Mer had to do with some kind of spiritual metaphysical infusion or blessing of the lotion, which of course on one hand thrills me it's so outrageous right it's yeah. so outrageous that it's almost like okay someone must have accessed real magic because they weren't even promoting it they weren't even promoting the fact that that's how it was done see that this is I like okay that's impressive they're like algae hey 300 dollars for algae okay this makes me think there was some real witchery going on behind the scenes for them to not promote the witchery yeah their lawyers were like you can't talk about that okay and they were like well then we'll have to trust that people will try the product yeah their face will meet god okay wow <laughs> there's maybe i'll start that- using okay here's the thing though if you were me because now i'm, I'm haunted because there is a maybe a half used jar yes. of la mer that has been in my bedroom for like three I years have a recommendation for where you could use it on the bottom of the feet as i always suggest in bottom of the feet <laughs> no i think first of all i have used old product knowing that it's filled with my own bacteria okay before because i don't know i'm not that afraid of bacteria i'm not worried about bacteria i'm not that afraid of acne but the point being uh-oh you Googled? i looked up it said after opening use within six months the la mer yeah so it's going yeah. on my feet <laughs> well, 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 but here's what I want to say. Okay. So what I've been doing recently, cause some products come in. Yeah. Or face. It's not going to hurt you. That's the real thing. It's not going to hurt yeah, you. No, no, no. It's just going to do nothing. Not. But, and I want La Mer for free. <laughs> oh, but yes. 
Although, does that influence the magic that is going is imbuing the product? You know, if, if it's I get free? It for free, no. You know, we we talk about this a lot, but is paying a magical ritual that imbues? Yes. Wait, no. But I want to tell you about these bottles, okay? Because this was a moment for me where I decided I'm not going to let the fact the product might be good, they might be too damn cheap to put it in a vacuum sealed you know, the, the proper container. Okay. But, but right. it's, it's another laugh, these pots. Okay. Okay. Oh, roll off the top. Right. Well, because it's aesthetically pleasing. It, it, it is, you know, it's the object is, it is exciting. Yes. More than a well, yeah. unscrewing the top. I think there's a real romance to that, mm, to the dipping yeah, your hands in. Yeah. I, I really like that, but no, it, it so is. So you need to order these things I ordered. Okay. And, and what they are is some products already come like this. And I appreciate that. Okay. They care about the ingredients that they put in there. All right. As it pumps, yeah. it's a vacuum chamber on the inside no, yeah. that moves with it. That's cool. Okay, that moves with it until it's empty, and then it starts again. So there's that. The other thing that I've been doing, the, the one thing that's kind of nice about the tub, mm -hmm. the pot, mm. and the fact that you know you're supposed to use it pretty quickly, is that you can. it forces you to use it, um, what's the word, generously? Yes. Pour a generous amount of blah, blah, blah on your fingers. Liberally. So I scoop yeah. it up like half of it because I'm like, I have to I have to use this in two days, like because it's just it's if I use this a little bit every it's day for six gone. years, it's just this bacteria, you know, frenzy. <laughs> OK, oh, wow. So there's that. Um, OK, I'm going to do some some of tonight, but I did take you away from you were talking about sleep school. No, we'll get into that after the uh, break. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu. Don't want to find out how he met their mother? Then go back with the Dunphys. 
the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Can you even watch all this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Mother's Day is right around the corner. And in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so I, I, I blame myself. I took us off course, but I do want to hear about what you were saying about sleep I school. It felt and so good talking about skin again. <laughs> I know. Um, it's where I go Just to hide from my emotions. It's sensational it's, in there. Yeah. So, wait, did you say sleep school? Yeah, I did. It's interesting. Why did I say that? Well, sleep school is a great idea. Well, you know what? I did try to educate, but one time, okay, with all my various sleep issues, one thing I tried to do once was I decided like anything else you need to practice in this <laughs> life, okay, to, to try to try to break habits and whatever, okay? And so I decided, sorry on caffeine, that I was going to practice this while I'm living at home, barely employed, right? I mean, and <laughs> yes, <laughs> saw you admiring your own sweatshirt at decolletage, decollete. By the way, very eager for Lancer's Décolleté Contour Fusion um, What? Uh, because it has snail, uh, not snail mucin, one of my favorite products, of course, but snail, uh, Kono snail peptide, synthetic uh, peptide complex. I'm dizzy. I'm dizzy. Uh, this week has been all about snake and snail peptides for me. But anyway. Snake? Oh, yeah. Snake. Venom. Venom. Snail venom, cone snail venom, and and synthetic. So there's a product called Synake. Then there's then there's XEP30 or XEP18. I can't remember. Anyway. You say snake. I just want to say kind of a healing mantra. I've, I think it's a Ram mm-hmm. Dass thing, but I like it. It's about transformation. Mm-hmm. And he says, mm-hmm. I think it's Ram Dass, you can't rip the skin off a snake. Damn. About like shedding, you know, and like a new skin. Oh, damn. And I've been really liking that lately. Well, that's gen- that's very generous because I always think... Well, hey. Sure you can. <laughs> you want to rip the skin rip off. Rip it off. Yeah. Sure you can yeah. with a little grit. No, I always want rapid transformation. It's- we all do. I know. It sucks that change takes time. It's one of the most devastating realities we have to face. Disgusting. I have no interest I'm like, I'm like, in it. Aren't we, aren't I want we it beyond now. that now? Aren't we beyond um, literally time-based unfoldings? Really quickly, I want to ask you, do you find that your moods... Because I, I, I don't know if I have... like. When I think about myself and my moods, mm-hmm. like, for example, this morning I was driving and I had this moment of like shocking euphoria. Like I was like, it's all like I just felt I was like, ah, like I felt just like mm. completely imbued with like <laughs> with like it's like magical gratitude and slammed into a wall. And then right, running sorry. alongside that was like, don't crash, don't crash, don't crash, don't crash, you know, because I was mm. driving. But I was like, yeah. I'm sailing, I'm sailing. Like, I'm so grateful for this moment. Hold on, you know. I think about like Nietzsche, you know, like in the spoke Zarathustra or whatever. Yes. This idea of like the yes moment. I think it's the spoke Zarathustra, but the whole idea of like you have like a yes moment in your life and it's like mm. a steep affirmation of your own path and that all roads have led to that. And here you are. And I had that. And then like Damn. maybe 45 minutes later, I was like, 
you know, sad. <laughs> like Forty-five minutes later, I had, I was right. back and I was like, oh no, and I felt it returning. Yes. Do you find that that happens to you? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, the efforts to maintain, you know, a static and positive mood, uh, you know. You can't do it. And actually, and we will talk about this at some point. I'm not sorry. I don't want to do the on another episode thing, but I don't yeah. think we can get into it here because I'm not prepared. But the menstrual, the menstrual, okay? Oh, yes. Embracing cyclical nature is very hard for me. me. I want to be a diagonal line headed towards greatness, okay? <laughs> a perfect diagonal. The road right? is not linear. Healing is the not road linear, is folks. Not linear, okay? We make quite. And so, you know, it sucks. See, but again i don't like change unfolding on time i want instant action and that's why i so my only way to uh, tolerate non-linearity even being or linearity being impossible mm -hmm. right pure line upwards is to accept the quantum okay and then that makes me think i can leap there so there won't be a line i'll just be down here and then i'll be up there but things unfolding in time is one of the greatest indignities okay i know anyway what? Wait, wait i so much, but i want to react to your mood thing oh yeah there yeah. you are so thus is it spoke i thought it was spake Thus spoke Zarathustra. Isn't it like thus spake Zarathustra or something weird? I believe it's spoke. But where the hell would I be getting spake? Wait, I want to talk about the mood thing, though, okay? okay because okay. this that is the horror of um, any moment of peace, right? I know. Um, Feeling it slip away? Is, is, yes, and, and you, you have to. Uh, you have to find a way through that or life is hell, okay? If life yes. involves trying to... Um, trying to sort of maintain a brittle <laughs> fence around your joy, right? Patch it up quick, quick, before right, right, the pain right. comes in, right? <laughs> I know, I know. So I've always le led towards invite the pain in, invite oh, the I pain agree. in, because the opposite's so heinous. Yeah, yeah. But I don't also believe that that at times has led me to, you know, court and allow... Uh, moods to take me where maybe it would have been good i don't know ah! right. it's just the Pull relief it's the relief of <laughs> i felt such sublime relief today because i felt i was like wow it's remarkable like yesterday around this time i felt like shit and then i was feeling mm. good and then within that i have this awareness of like see kate moods change you were down now you're up you will be down again you know we have to accept that uh that we're constantly yes. in process, right? And this, I mean, that's the whole, yes. in the whole, and Buddhism now, I demand Buddhism now, right? I'm like, I have right. to, that's really what I have to do. And because it's like, we have to accept, you have to, you have to remember right. you're going to die and be reborn every day and you're going to suffer a million deaths and you should choose to die many times in your life. I'm silent because we should constantly I, transform. Of course. I mean, the answer is simply, of course. I didn't know what's so add. scary. It's so scary. We don't want to die, but we're going to every day. Well, and be and be born again. And I'm thinking about Michelle Pfeiffer now on a loop. Can't get her face out of my mind. Why? Why, why Pfeiffer? I don't know. I just love Michelle Pfeiffer. To me, she's kind of this like she's on my wall right now. Sh she is. You're kidding. Why? In a Grease Two poster. Oh, really? And I have embraced hanging posters in my office, okay, Ooh. to remind me of the things that I love without shame. Okay, I'm not hanging objet and, and shit yeah, that means persona. nothing to anyone but me, okay? Yeah, it's for yeah. me here and includes, oh, the posters I've got. I've got two Scrooged posters. Wow. Two! <laughs> <laughs> wow. I wasn't yeah. sure which one was going to be better. Isn't that all the right. true sign of youth? Like Posterism? When, you, when all you're doing, when the way you connect to other people is through mm. the media you consume. Oh, like, isn't that kind of like the sign? Isn't that like when you start to kind of well, yeah. grow up is when you. Well, one of sorry, the darkest things I ever witnessed, today. one of the darkest things yeah. I ever witnessed freshman year at college. I remember um, 
uh, the poster sale, the annual poster sale, the fall and spring poster sale. I went and I actually have footage of it. What were they selling? It's like the poster brigade comes to campus, sets up in a, in a, in the Levy Center or whatever. Okay. Okay. In this big center, they set up all there. And then there's just somber sort of, or, you know, just students. Okay. Just paging through. Paging what through. are the posters? And like, the posters are, are things and- that they know that the college people buy. So it's this limited collection, right? It's like all the classics. And it's like Scarface, Amelie. Oh, yeah. And not just movies, not just movies. I mean, it's um, Che. I know, oh, my God. Of course. The classic. Of course. The Che. I mean, of course, The Animal House. Um, that's, yeah. but, but I'm trying to think of the other non-movie. Oh, there's like this... There's this image of these women from behind. Maybe this is an album cover. I know I exactly. Yeah, no, it's yeah, and they're painted. Their backs they're are painted. Like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. What? And... What is that? Oh, it's Pink Floyd, isn't it? Are there like, like, different Pink Floyd albums painted on like naked women's backs? I remember. Yeah. I remember. I used to be transfixed by their asses and be like, "How <laughs> yeah. does one procure such an ass?" And I felt like it was something I would never achieve. What? Fuck. What are the real classics? What's the like? Um, Toulouse Lautrec. Or what's the what's the French one that's like un shot? Okay, I was, gonna say, no, was <laughs> like, like, I was just gonna say the cat. I was gonna yeah, say yeah, the cat yeah. before when you said to lose the dress. I was gonna say the, the cat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, and that's sort of that one is everywhere. That one's everywhere. Um, it's you know it's it's actually one of, one of the hardest things to do in this society is to buy a poster. Okay, um, <laughs> without crisis because because I, I and that's part of why I've been ordering them wildly. Um, to free up the pressure that goes on, you know, or you can have a single poster, right? I mean, how do you buy art? Uh, how do you buy a art print, right? With any mm-hmm. dignity, right? So, so because it's like, unless you really know about art, yeah. what do you love to do? There I am scrolling MoMA's gift shop. Okay, talk about exit through the gift shop. The amount of time I spend at MoMA's gift shop. MoMA's gift shop is the, is the museum for me. Do you ever go to the one in Soho? Yeah, but online, but yeah. Oh, online, yeah. That store in Soho gives me a very specific winter, that thick building mm. that it's in. Winter in New York City, that red sort of brick of that building. Dean and DeLuca, two blocks away. Two blocks away. Wait, have, are you been on, big on Felicity? No. Oh. I've only seen a couple apps. I actually am getting emotional. Wait, look, I actually think this is... This is com- tear has... This is completely shocking. I can't believe this. A tear is starting to well up. I know exactly I'm not the tear you're experiencing. Is it excitement for me to watch it or just mere shock? It's both. It's also <laughs> for me, I think, I think that the idea, like, you are such a pure friend for me and you bring out, like, childlike adolescent joy in me. And Felicity was such an aspirational figure yes. for me of moving to New York City and the people yes. that I would meet and the friendships I would have. <clears throat> And like that's fascinating. I'm just thinking about you, and I'm thinking about Felicity, and and I still want you to be my daughter. It's just a lot's folding in right now. <laughs> but I think that okay, Felicity is a remarkable show. Okay, Carrie Russell is one of the finest actresses to have ever lived. Well, I'm a big fan of The Americans, so just I haven't seen a single frame, but I'm sure it's well. It's and Matthew Reese. Oh right. I'm sorry. Cannot be beat. They got married, correct? I believe they did. I don't know. I, th- if I believe that now she used to be married to a carpenter because I was like, lucky bitch. And then um, she <laughs> you mean left for all the carpentry. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. All the carpentry. <laughs> lucky bitch gets a shelf whenever she wants it. Coming home at the end of the day and the table's being sanded. Oh, it's gorgeous. You know, <laughs> something about that. And then, <laughs> oh, but, it's gorgeous. But then, yeah, I believe her and her co star, they uh, got together. Well, they are brilliant. The Americans is wonderful. When actors date other brilliant What's actors. The, actor? it's, the other one I yeah. love. What's the other one? Stan Beeman was his character's name. Noah. 
I just want to acknowledge him because he isn't one of the two main guys. He's a, he's a supporting actor and he's fantastic. I can't help you because I haven't seen it. Chris! Yeah. I'm sorry. Chris! <laughs> Chris! Remember Stan Beeman <laughs> on The Americans? Remember Stan Beeman? Yes, from The Americans. What was that actor's name? Noah what? Yes! Emrick. Noah Emrick. He's genius. Mm. And we would see him walking around... You know, I won't name the neighborhood because I don't want to give up where he lives. But we'd see him and we I never got the chance. But I just love you on the Americans, you know. Wow. I think go for it. And then last thing I'll say for all the Felicity fans out there is that my mother and I would watch Felicity together every Wednesday night. Yeah. Wednesday WB. And eventually she saw Carrie Russell at the movie theater with. What? Because they were fucking. Okay, Kate, Kate, this is not a goss cast, okay? <laughs> I want actors to feel safe listening, knowing that their secrets are not going to be revealed. Still, Data, you will bleep to this that. day. I've decided a key thing. I would drop to my knees, baby. We can start bleeping <laughs> actors' names. We can still have the conversations. Um, Scott lives, I just want to say Scott lives in the neighborhood. Yours? I saw him at the butcher. Do you know when you try to communicate to someone that you two should be in love and that you would be in another if the circumstance were different. Be, like, like you I, mean in a quick like, hello, uh, of course, it's not happening in this lifetime, but yeah, yeah. Hello. Or just like when you when you kind of like you have a moment with someone, you're like, we're in love, but we can't actually be. But like we would be. And so I once had that moment, with although it was, of course, just for me going to him. But we were at the, I was at the butcher. I saw him and I I feel like I'm sorry to continue the gossip train, but I feel like John Early also saw him at he a store. He lives in the neighborhood. Yes, John Early <laughs> well, has seen I was him. Trying to not, I was trying to not reveal both of your... Someone could triangulate the facts, okay, slowly via, you know... I just and I, I just want to say that his chemistry with Carrie Russell and Felicity was completely real, and it was shocking, and it leapt off the screen. Mm. And <laughs> we should all return to Felicity to remember what hour-long television used to be See, i have ideas that others think are bad okay that i think are genius which is like okay what if eight episodes of poog in a row were completely devoted only to felicity now now many would say that's a terrible idea Season what six. if people don't like that and then you have to listen to it for eight episodes well we'll separate the chiff from the chaff you know what i mean poog could in in season in season six for example the entire season is women who run with the wolves chapter by chapter right Someone commented, and I just want to say thank you for the comments, okay? I yeah. just want to say, um, you know, really appreciating the DMs, although as you, those who have DM'd will note, uh, I have popped in there on occasion to say, please post publicly in the stories so I can share with the other listeners. <laughs> Ghost stories did, in fact, come in. Ghost stories are coming in wow. via DMs, wow. and I am... Wow, okay. I will never screenshot against your will, but they are coming, and I've created a highlight called Ghost Stories. Um, Submit your ghost stories. But what were you going to say? Who knows? Well, it's a great time in this sort of state of unknowing to slip you into the ultimate place of unknowing. The question that is, what is modern American advertisement? Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu. Don't want to find out how he met their mother? Then go back with the Dunphys, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And see what's up in the Kyle household, in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Can you even watch all this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull. A lot of artists in general, people that are very creative, sometimes tend to overthink. That's one of my number one rules. Don't ever overthink. You can think ahead, but don't overthink. And what I mean by that is when they start to write a record, they're like, oh, that's not the line. Oh, that's not this. Oh, it's not that. And everybody has a creative process. I'm not knocking it. For me, I just let it flow. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so... So I, I feel I have to take responsibility. I took us down a huge Felicity. Um, oh, I love hole. it. But I just, I really, I Jacqueline, I just, I have to urge you. I really think you should watch it. I just really think you should. I will. I sometimes And it become... might be that there's something buried in there for you that you, that I can't even, like I'm having some kind of real calling to tell you to watch Felicity. No. It's like warm receive milk. It. It's so. I receive that from you. And some remarkable performances. Watching people at school though, like makes me long so much for like school. school experience that it um me too it's it could be devastating i mean i still long to go to boarding school i know you know i just i'm furious that i never got to go to boarding school i would okay, have cried every uniform night though and, i'd want to go home <laughs> missing home well i remember we once talked about like what would you do if it was the end of the world like we all knew that you know the asteroid was gonna hit yeah um in three days and you were like like run home to like crawl in my parents lap oh yeah, that like, was you asked me we were talking about how we'd want to die <laughs> and i said that i'd want to die like in my parents right bed with them on either side of me. 
<laughs> or I want to die. No, no, I know what I said. I remember what I said. I said I want to yeah. die in my mother's arms. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. You know That's what, what I said. Really interesting about dying. But I think a hospice nurse told this to me. Okay. Oh or told to my mother who told me something like something like this. But it was like it's not always lying there. Okay. Even when it's dying of illness. Okay. What do you mean? I tend to think like all dying of illness, ultimately, the final moment is like (laughs) lying on your back, half conscious, whatever. Okay. But someone I think at this hospice explained to my mother, like, no, like sometimes it's really active. Like Like they're running around. Okay. Like almost like sitting up, like literally like, like, (laughs) like (laughs) sitting up, being held, like being held like, and it's like almost like, yeah, this is how I heard it. Okay. So this could be totally not true, but let's just go with it for fun. Right. It was almost like holding someone behind them the way you might hold i don't know okay and it's like Damn. and it's like and you're like they're sitting up and they're like and it's like you could do it it's like die die you know what i mean and you're just, <laughs> like let go let go and you're like you're like uh, uh, ah! okay no <laughs> that is amazing way, that's cool um, it's very very interesting and it's that's similar so to the way that we're not maybe we're not you know supposed to die on our backs okay maybe it's like birth to die on your knees right you know how like you know <laughs> well in a squat you know how you're like you're you're in the natural position for birth of course. squatting or whatever it's like the natural position for everything yeah and it was like henry the eighth wanted to see his son come out of the his wife's vagina so she got put on the on her back on a bed so and, and therefore and that's why we still do it that way yeah when all that does is like close up the tube this is the same as the squatty potty another thing i was an early adopter of you were you were early squatty potty it's true i was an early adopter of the squatty potty before the squatty potty exists you were literally i was downloading pdf wood plans pdf wood plans (laughs) to build my own okay okay when that was the thing you could buy for five dollars the pdf wood plans anyway so Wait, the hospice, though, I'm really on the hospice thing because that is that's remarkable. Wait, on the what? Hops? On the hospice. Oh, oh, hospice. Of like of like of like dying, like screaming and someone being like, go, go, die. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, no. It's so important to me. It's so important to me. Okay, And so. So, yeah, it's like, well, what is the natural? What's the true death in the woods? Okay, if you were dying of an illness, what does that look like? The bed, (laughs) the bed. I see the dying on the bed, right on your back with your eyes. If we've decided that that's how you're supposed to die, then the medicine is all based on creating the perfect bed death, right? Right, so, right. So if we all believe that the, the ideal death is sort of falling asleep on back in a bed, then then you're going to, you know, then it's morphine, then it's this, then it's that. I don't know. I'm not, you know, I don't know the ins and outs of hospice work. What if it were upper, as you're saying? <laughs> yes. Okay, what if we were j- j- push you so high, soaring, <laughs> soaring on uppers? Okay, that, that, and then you just you just hurl yourself, you hurl yourself out, and then yeah. I don't know. I'm very intrigued by um, the crossing over. We gotta learn. We gotta die better, folks. The, I mean, I just well, they say philosophy well, is you know learning how to die. Yeah, I mean that's the and people who have you ever really been in contact with someone who's like terminally ill, knows they're dying, and is like preparing for it spiritually. Um. I've never had direct contact, but I've heard not like, like a family a, friend not, who is not like, like a not like a friend, not like a good friend who I'm like yeah, not like if one of if you or me were dying and it was like yeah, can you believe it? Like I yeah. don't know, like yeah. Yeah. not nothing like that. I mean, my yeah. grand my grandfather was very like he just loved saying like I'm 86 years old, okay, yeah. like it's over for me soon. I you live, you love, you die. I did those things yeah. or whatever. Like oh, my dad's been saying how my dad's 79. He's been calling them. He's been like these yeah. are bonus years. He's been saying that for like six no. years or longer. He's like bonus. See, years. I lose my shit. I'm like you will never die. Yeah. No. Yeah. 
Well, my mom always says that, like, if she gets truly ill, it's going to be a nightmare because I'm going to be, like, mad at her, okay, and blame her and and be, like, yelling at her, like, My to mom heal. also has been, like, please like, don't be angry. Yeah. Because like, I'll bring all my healing modalities into the picture, okay, and be like, yeah. who haven't you forgiven? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, we need to yeah. free up every energy unit and whatever. But, yeah, my mom's big on, like, almost that kind of, like, you know, I'm like, don't do that. That's going to be bad for you for this reason. She's like, we all die. It's this kind of, I mean, she doesn't speak. Actually, no. Sometimes she does, as a Jew, sometimes does slip into kind of cartoonish New York sort of Jewish. Yeah. You know, we're all going to die. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay, To kind of reference that, reference that. And I'm like, please don't, you got to shoot for an A if you want to get a B. Right. I know it's healthy, but I'm like, guys, can you, can you make the goal one, 120, please? We have a totally chance of you making it to 100, you know? I read an article 16 years ago about a death doula. Actually, there was a there was a mm. I'm scared to even say it. it was a woman who I went to college with who was a girl when I met her 18 wow. years old. And I was so stunned by her and so like floored, super intimidated by her. She was brilliant. She like had this crazy like ponytail that really rivet that was really riveted <laughs> by. And I was super wow. intimidated by her, was too scared to really even talk to her. But I was like, she's cool and smart. And I also I saw was her the pony itself or the front part was the was the part post band which part was crazy so the whole pony was on the pony was on top of her hair the 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 pony all her hair was gathered on top of her head and this kind of right. top bun that was really excessive and flopped to one side and she was and I just want to say I was really taken with her because it was freshman year of college and there was a kind of a like a first meeting like all the college freshmen were in this big circle like announcements were being made yes. and some guy stood up and was like some orientation. guys yeah, orientation Ugh. thank you and One some of the worst guy, words worst word in the english language in that context some like 18 year old guy stood up and was like you know said something like you know well ladies like this is my room like my i'm in this dorm everyone can, if you want to come by Ew. and the whole crowd laughed she stood up and started just Ew. railing him and was like that's completely oh inappropriate how dare you speak to the women in this room like that and i was like welcome I, to wait, it was, was this nyu or this is bard college yeah she was Cute. so cool i was so scared of her and then years later I saw that she'd become a death doula mm, okay. and it was like her talking and she's like, I, and you start- she was like, I urge all my friends to have a will, like my young friends to have a will now because a coconut could hit you on top of your, your head. She didn't say that. That's what I'm saying. But you could die tomorrow well, and it would be really nice for your friends if you were like, play this song, even something small, play this song at my funeral. I want this kind of food served at my memorial service. Like those little things really help the people who you're leaving behind. Yes. process your death and feel like they're doing something for you in your death well igno- many people don't acknowledge to others in their life that that death will ever happen to them right um i was actually you know because it is our friend john Early's, uh birthday at the time of this recording yes. and um and i was actually looking at photos of him thinking of maybe posting something so I was sort of going through all these photos kind yeah. of in that reminiscing same, spirit same. and i realized like i don't think that john early can die Yo, like, i have the same thought. i don't I was mean like- i don't mean i can't survive it i mean that too but i mean like he seems like someone who just won't die. <laughs> totally. Like, I just can't imagine him. And I guess this is because my fundamental problem with death is, you know, the absence of language, whatever. Okay. The inability to contextualize your own death for others. I mean, that's actually why you'd think I would have a will at this point. Right. But it's just like, I don't know. I just some people, they just don't have the stench of death on them. And then, and yeah, then when death, when death comes, this is, oh, this is, this is weird. This is weird. When death comes, I have found, it's unfortunate, okay? But after someone's dead, particularly if they've died young or tragically, okay, there's this feeling where you look at them and the death as part of their life casts this retroactive shadow upon their life, obviously, right? right. Um, I mean, it gives meaning, you know? Yeah. And, but 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 
it's almost like it seems like it should have been obvious <laughs> that they were going to die. Yes, like interesting, almost like interesting, just on a spiritual, like a, like because it's so part of them and your experience of them being like the fact that they died. That's brutal. That you're almost like, how did I not know? I don't know. Like, yeah. like it, it, it doesn't. It you're talking logically about, doesn't make sense. Yeah. I just mean the kind of like, okay, so so and so, you know. That's I've really been thinking about their death for years, whatever. And so it's like those years before, like, how didn't I know? Because it's such a fact now. It's, it's very, I'm stating, you know, this is one of these things where it would take me a very long time to figure out the way to actually communicate it to make you experience the revelation no, that I had. No, 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 so no you, I think you've communicated it well. It's really, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, interesting. wait, but there's more. Not about death. Oh, no, there was something I'm dying to tell you about the doula, the death doula. I feel like I have to close the blinds of my home because it's now dark outside. The lights are on inside and the neighborhood seeing me in my recording gear is like, you know, you've been ashamed of this in the past. Yeah, I have to close the blinds because if I- <laughs> everyone has home studios, but if now, my neighbor, okay, in Los Angeles, idea, someone look back and I'm in here like, you know what? Like, like with my gear, like it's like <laughs> so embarrassing. Speed rolls on through. Can you imagine? OK, let me let me close the blinds. I'm sorry. I have to. All right. I'll keep talking. Is that crazy? I'm okay, talk, talk talking about just, just do it. Yeah, I'm it makes you comfortable. Wait, but there was something. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, wait, I do want to get, speaking of death, sleep. Okay. Speaking of death, sleep. Mm, I do want to yes. tell you about the sleep doctor. So I would have these, you know, these sleep attacks where, yes, I would, I would sort of come to for a second, but immediately be plunged back into the depths. <laughs> and, you know, it was obviously quite destructive um, yeah. to my lifestyle and uh, or my life or my job, gainful employment. And so I did set up and part of this was almost me being like, OK, so you know how I slept through work again? Like I am going to this doctor to, to I'm going to the sleep specialist at, at Cornell, you know, whatever. And I go and this was a disaster. I, I overslept. OK, trying to go to the sleep clinic. OK, and woke up at like 4 p.m. and I was due there at like 4 <gasps> 30 to sleep there all night. Yes. Yeah. And so I arrive bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, okay? <laughs> to be observed for my hypersomnia. It's so funny. You know what I'm saying? Like the whole point is like come here at night, you know, you're tired, you go to sleep, almost like we see how long you sleep for. You know what I mean? Wow. That kind of thing. And I'm like 4 p.m. I'm so I'm extremely well rested, right? 4 p.m. I wake up, I run there, I get there. I'm like I just I I've been sleeping up until like 10 minutes ago, like so I don't know if this is going to be effective. <laughs> Okay, and they're like, well, you know, it's too late now. And they're putting the, the electrodes on my head. They're like gluing them to my head with like paper mache. It's like completely ridiculous. And then and then I get in the bed, fall asleep, you know, sleep beautifully for nine hours. Okay? Unbelievable. You know, after just sleeping for 13 or whatever, right? Yeah. And there's like, they're kind of like this. Yeah, no, you, you slept beautifully, you know, like, like, yeah, deep sleep uh, all night through. And, and I'm like, you see that that's, that's weird, yeah. right? Yeah. Like that after 13 hours of sleep, I was able to easily sleep another 12 and like my brain fully um went there so it was it was it was um you know there was no apnea <laughs> okay there was there wasn't much so what are they what are the, was that just a symptom of depression oh, sorry no i spaced out i forgot so so i meet with the the woman at, at after this the, the head doctor the head researcher or whatever and you know you dream of when you meet with a specialist right you dream of them telling you you're special <laughs> oh, you dream of them telling you uh something i'm working curious on a paper about right you now. And you alone, yeah. You would be the yeah, subject. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. the desire for, for something to be wrong, you know, that whole thing. And it's like, she did kind of appeal to my ego in this particular way, which, which what she said is, do you suffer migraine? Like, have you ever, or have you ever had, what's the yeah. thing that, where they scan your brain, MRI? I don't know. 
where they scan oh, your brain God. and can see the lesions oh. or whatever that migraine leaves. No, it, this is like they look like scars. Like your brain is scarred by the migraine. Right. So, so she says, you know, do you suffer migraine? And I go, no. I mean, I don't. Not really, because. I don't know because I know my mother does horribly. My sister does horribly. So and I'm not having what they have. I have headaches and stuff. And she goes, well, the one other person who had the same thing as you have with this bizarre these sleep attacks where there's no nothing else seems to be wrong. When we did an MRI or whatever of her, I said, oh, you suffer migraine. <gasps> I can see it on your scan. Right. And she said, no. OK, she said, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And the the discovery or theory, was that she was suffering migraines without the headache. No pain. Because technically, headache is a right. symptom of migraine, which is a thing happening in the brain. Have you had, because I've had migraines that were like, rarely where there's no pain, but I can just feel that I'm having it. Like, I feel like kind of a weird body feeling. Right. Well, yeah. so so she thought that perhaps, I mean, it would make sense, yeah. my mother and my sister you know, both have horrible migraines. It would make sense that possibly I have the the migraine happening. And, you know, and, and it did feel almost like a thing that obviously stress and, and other kinds of things were would cause. That's why it also was like, or am I just an asshole who like whose brain shuts down because I don't want to go to work? You know what I mean? Like, so there was all this kind of the self-hatred Im- embedded in that. But anyway, I thought that was a very intriguing theory. Obviously, I'm dying for of, a scan course, now. For always dying for a scan. Get me a scan. I mean... Anyway, isn't that fascinating? I thought it was pretty fucking And then did the sleep spells that just stopped? Oh, so yeah. I was fired from the ad agency, more or less. They, they, got, they got to a point where we, quote, reached an impasse, okay? I had stopped coming in. I had put in a, I, I put in a thing saying, like, I wrote up this letter saying, yeah, yeah. trying to say I'd like to work from home from now on. <laughs> um, and they allowed that for some time, but then I started missing course, deadlines. Yeah, I was trying to pursue stand-up comedy. Um, whatever, we reached an impasse. I, I moved back to the suburbs. Yeah. I did Kundalini yoga for a year and, and meditated, and, and and shortly after and, I met uh, you, got got into all that kind of stuff. And basically, I I took away the stresses and then built life anew. And I basically don't really have the sleep attacks anymore. I mean, it's like I I, right. I removed the stressor. The stressor being what? Well, I found gigs yeah. that could support right. me that were right. remote and on my own time. You know, like and I remember this doctor. Um, because at the same time, I got a battery of psychological tests, as they called it, projective and objective or whatever. I was going to say that's psychological the first, testing, yeah. literally Rorschach's. Have you gotten a Rorschach ever formally? Because yes, as a kid in your in your uh, learning yeah. whatever days, because sex, sex, because it was like, <laughs> no, right, right. I was like, I very distinctly. I was like, well, I mean, am I supposed to not acknowledge that they're all literally vaginal because they're all a imprint that's been yeah, yeah. symmetry, completely like ink, yeah, symmetry. Is going to like they're all vaginal, yeah. right? It's a vagina, so I was like, but it's also it every time, yeah. and then say that it looks like a wolf in a chair, right? right. And so I, I over-explained every single yeah. one, you know, like I, I went out for ten minutes, whatever, whatever, whatever. Battery of tests, whatever. I can't remember why I brought it up. Oh yeah, the clinician was like, first of all, she said after, after my whole brain profile, after she figured it all out and did the study, she goes like, first of all, I, I'm I'm uh, pretty blown away that you are not a major drug addict. She said that like the specifics of my brain, including the ADD, the combination of the various things, right? She's like, this is drug addict, like, you know, and I was like, well, I think I avoided it because I got on antidepressants early enough. And so I and I was so miserable and depressed that I felt like I wasn't going to fuck around with drugs, really, because I was trying to. But anyway, I loved that. Can you imagine? Isn't that fantastic? You should be a terrific drug addict. You should be like, I'm surprised you're not. 
Wow. Yeah, well, thank God yeah. you were able to avoid that. You know, it's all, people always want to hear about your initiatory experiences. And I, fig- I figure you'd be very curious to know about the battery of tests. Uh, it, you know, it's impossible to say for me to say whether or not any of that was interesting. Because, of course, deeply captivating to me. I want to talk about all uh, my all my childhood testing about- and all the, the learning disability and the tutors and the all, <laughs> all of it. Um, anyway, okay. Well, and I just want to say, you know, <laughs> actually, I don't know. I was going to. I don't know. I'm feeling some shame about dragging on about my, my, you know, oh, me and the advertising agent. Who cares? Whatever. Feel no shame. I feel extraordinary shame for some of the things I've said today. But guess what? There's no shame here. Okay? It's fine. That was Poog. If you enjoyed Poog, please subscribe, rate, and review. If not, we will press charges. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily Podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.